This is a podcast on Halloween, its origins, whether Christians should observe it or not, and how we should relate to those who may have a different opinion. My earliest Halloween memories were as a youth in Florida. I went out to trick-or-treat dressed as a fireman or an astronaut or Batman or once even as a skeleton. One time I remember I was a mummy and I was wrapped up in gauze but eventually the gauze started unraveling. Fortunately I was still wearing my underwear underneath but it was quite embarrassing for me as an eight-year-old. I recall my parents warning me not to bite into an apple if it was given to me because razor blades might have been put into the apple. Now looking at it, well I'm sure someone might try that. It would be very easy to to determine where the apple came from. It's a fairly unusual um, offering for a trick-or-treater and I suspect there may be more urban legend to that than truth. The last time I went out to trick-or-treat I was 12 and really by that time I was just too big and I was too tall. I did fill half a grocery bag with candy and I remember having the most horrific stomachache. So do we simply determine whether to observe Halloween or not by how we feel or by our attitudes towards candy or what's fun or interesting? Let's begin with a little bit of history. Most of you listening to this lesson will be aware that Halloween was a sort of last fling before All Saints Day, the opportunity for the spirits to to wreak mischief with the blessing of the church, um, after which they would have to uh, mind themselves. During the 8th century, the Pope moved All Saints Day to November 1st, because the pagans celebrated October 31st. And so, as this pagan celebration now came the evening before All Saints Day, or All Hallows Day, this was the evening, this was the Ian, this was Halloween. People would be celebrating anyway. And this is a common pattern in church history, co-opting pagan celebrations. If the people are going to be out anyway and we can't stop them, let's um, somehow harness it, put it to good use. I think there's some wisdom in that, though, of course, uh, people went way too far. The history of Halloween is tied integrally to the history of Ireland. In the 1840s, there was a potato famine which caused a tremendous immigration spike into the United States. And this is apparently when Halloween came to the U.S. Uh, Sowing was um, a celebration marking the end of the warm weather. It literally means the end of summer beginning of winter. It was also thought to be the time when the veil dividing the world of humans, our world, and the world of the spirits, the goblins, the ghouls, and the ghosts, was especially thin. And so it was a dangerous time, a time when the evil ones might might do harm to us. Bonfires were lit to ward off the spirits of the dead. Vegetables were carved. Well, pumpkins were carved later, turnips originally, And these jack-o'-lanterns that resulted were intended to frighten off the spirits. And people would wear costumes to confuse the spirits. The thought was, though, if they won't recognize me, um, then I'll be okay. 
obviously there's this has developed a lot. I don't think many people are aware of the Irish origins or the pagan origins of Halloween, but but we should be. This has become a highly divisive issue among Christians. And so I want to talk about what's wrong with Halloween first. And that's easy. It's easy to criticize the crass commercialism, particularly in this country. You know, Halloween is celebrated in almost no place in the world other than the United States. I remember when our family first moved back to Britain, uh, where I lived before, uh, there, there was no Halloween. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe one person in a neighborhood of 300 homes would be doing something. In the United States, it's extremely common. And it's become, like all things in the United States, commercialized. And that applies to Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter and Valentine's Day and everything else. By the way, I've got podcasts on all these topics. What else is wrong? It's a time of gluttony. When uh, little kids stuff their faces full of candy, I'm not sure that that's the best. It's a time of lasciviousness, particularly for older adults who have their, their parties and um, drinking and drunkenness and, and all the promiscuity that goes with that. Have you noticed that the Halloween costumes have become more and more gory, more and more gruesome? And I think this parallels the desensitization to pain uh, that we see in films where special effects uh, feature not just a little bit of red blood but decapitations of amputated limbs uh, intestines pouring out of of someone's belly Uh, it's just it's amazing how much this has changed in in a generation another thing that's wrong with halloween is Satanism. Galatians 5.20 tells us that, that the, the works of the flesh are manifest, and this includes witchcraft. Wiccans and Satanists, following parts of the old European traditions, mark the day. And, perhaps worse, Halloween may be suggesting, in the mind of the typical person, that the, the, the Satanic world, the dark world, is trivial. Or that it's non-existent. You know, we make fun of it. It's a kind of burlesque. And so it's, it, it's nothing to be feared. Whereas actually, I think there is something to be feared. Uh, God is certainly more powerful than Satan. But if you're a believer in Christ, you believe in a spiritual world. And you understand, as in uh, Ephesians 6, that, that there's, a, there's a battle going on. And I think that to the credit of those who refuse to take part in Halloween, their desire to avoid any semblance of Satanism is certainly commendable. And yet, there's a very different view among believers that Halloween is really not much more than a costume party. And it's hard to see why a costume party is going to hurt anybody. That's why many schools and churches, as an alternative, offer um, a harvest festival or, or maybe just a simple masquerade. And yet, it's all rooted in paganism. Well, let's consider that. What does that mean it's rooted in paganism? You know, a lot of things in life are rooted in paganism. Let me look at one of the passages typically called up to to refute or or to to persuade us not to take part in Halloween. And it's from Deuteronomy 18. And the exact reference with all the notes um, accompany the podcast as they accompany all the podcasts. I read. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. Do not let your people practice fortune-telling or sorcery. Or allow them to interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. 
Anyone who does these things is an object of horror and disgust to the Lord. Well, is Halloween a time for real witchcraft? For, for human sacrifice? Or for sorcery? I don't think so. And of course the handful of Satanists uh, can be expected to make something of this. They are so few in number. And we, we expect that, that those who follow the evil one will pervert whatever they can, whether it's good or bad or neutral. So the fact that uh, this is a, a time of great sin uh, by Satanists, I don't think it's telling against Halloween as a bit of fun. Any more than saying, well, because some people abuse alcohol, all Christians must be teetotalers. That seems to go against the scriptures of both Testaments. Could there be an overreaction? For example, when we talk about pagan roots, we know that the days of the week are all rooted in the worship of different gods. Thursday originally had to do with Thor, the Norse god the one who throws the thunderbolts. So, should we rename it Day 5? I was actually born on a Thursday, so should I tell people, nope, I wasn't born on Thursday, I was born on Day 5. It seem a bit odd. How about the 13th floor? Should we boycott hotels that make allowances for this irrational fear? Are Christmas trees actually evil, as Jehovah's Witnesses would, would have us believe? Are Easter egg hunts something we should not only abstain but detest? Halloween seems to be midway between a costume party and poking fun at the dark side. Almost a bit of fun at the expense of the evil spirits. And I'm not saying I don't believe. I, I believe that there's an evil and dark world. I believe in spirits. Uh, I've spoken on this uh, extensively particularly recently. So I'm not saying there's no dark side or it's to be trifled with. Yet, Halloween to me does not seem to be something in the spirit of Deuteronomy 18. Seems to me a little closer to the superstitions about the 13th floor or the uh, names of the days of the week. I don't worship the sun or Saturn just because I use the word Sunday or Saturday. It's interesting to know the roots. Hmm. So I think you can start to see why there are two very different views on this among believers. And let me keep going in this direction and talk about what's right about Halloween. What's right about Halloween? Well, one, God wants us to be able to celebrate life. John 10.10. 10. To celebrate life. This is what God's all about. And I'm not talking about pagan celebration. But God wants us to celebrate. The one who wants to ruin our fun in the Bible is actually not God, it's Satan. God gives us good gifts of, of food and drink. Satan perverts these for gluttony and drunkenness. God gives us companionship, people we can love and respect. Satan wants us to hurt others or to try to monopolize or, or smother them or control them. God gives us parties and celebrations. Jesus miracle in John, the first one in John that's recorded, is turning water into wine. Why does he do that? Didn't he know that there was the potential for abuse? Of course he did. Everyone knew that. But God is the one 
who wants us to celebrate. Satan's the one who wants to turn our celebrations into misery and pain, and he wants us to lose our humanity. So that's actually true about all parties. And I, I guess this issue comes up. The issue, should we attend parties that our, our friends put on, our friends who are not Christians? We can avoid them completely, and sometimes I think we should. We can go at the beginning and leave at the discreet moment. I guess we could go and make a statement and try to preach. That probably won't go down well, or we could just stay away. We have to make decisions. This celebration of Halloween is different in that it brings unbelievers to our doorstep. They're knocking on the door. The, the children are usually accompanied by parents. They may be lurking behind them somewhere. But it seems like a kind of evangelistic opportunity. And Christians want to be all things to all men, and so why not? It's also a statement. Unfazed, believers can be confident even in the face of evil. We're not afraid of spirits. Jesus tells us the one we should fear. It's not man, it's God, the one who has the power to destroy both body and soul in hell. He's the one we fear. And we need to respect Satan in the way that we respect um, a live wire. Now, there's potential for pain, there's potential for death. But we don't have to let that fear control us. And so it's a, it's, that's what I mean when I say that Halloween, in a sense, is, is a, a kind of a cross between a costume party and a parody, a poking fun at the dark side. So, is there a balance? Is there perhaps a golden mean between observance and non-observance that will please everyone? Because we have some Christians saying it's satanic, the origins are evil, we should have nothing to do with it. And others saying, what's wrong with it? Why can't you just have some fun? Uh, it's a costume party. And I think both sides make some good points. So what about moderation? Now, when I talk about moderation, I don't mean the moderation between vice and virtue. You know, the ancient Greek ideal, uh, you know, one person would say, uh, I'll drink and get drunk, no problem. Another person would, not abs would abstain entirely, but the, the mean is more, you can drink, and it's even okay to get drunk sometimes. Just don't let it wreck your life. I'm not talking about that kind of moderation. Because Christianity doesn't make moral compromises. We don't do that. Our Lord didn't do that. But look at the kinds of things on which he took a stand. And I think we take our cues from Christ. The principle of moderation. A costume party is okay, but not when you begin to believe that you are the character your costume indicates. I mean, if you're, if you're dressed up like Superman and you start to think you are Superman and you jump off the neighbor's roof and break your neck, that's obviously uh, sick. Candy, which is pretty much pure sugar, it's okay. But not when kids gorge themselves with it and drift into type 2 diabetes, particularly in the United States, where... Uh, most children are, are struggling with overweight and many even with obesity, something I hold the parents responsible for. But this is, this is something we need to be careful about. Uh, we let our children uh, go out at Halloween. I'll, I'll confess it. Perhaps there were witnesses anyway. And uh, we, we would turn it into a bit of a game. We would buy the candy off of them. And uh, it would be somewhat arbitrary. 
you know, rectangular shaped candies, we'll give you a penny for, and we'll give you a nickel, that's five cents for those outside the U.S. If it's round in shape, we had different, uh, there was a different monetary value for each shape. And so they would come back and, and pour out their uh, candy on the dining room table, and we'd let them eat some, but we'd bite off them so they'd get some money, and then we'd keep it. And then for the next couple months, because this lasts a long time, uh, we, we would put a piece in their lunch for school. And so uh, our, our family's never really eaten a lot of candy, but that, that was kind of a, a fun thing, trying to be moderate. The celebration of the morbid and the satanic is, of course, never appropriate for a believer in Christ. Ironically, and I, I, I mentioned this before, it's often thought that the devil is the one behind partying and celebrations. He's the one who, who wants us to live it up and, and be wild. But I think a stronger biblical case can be made that it's actually God who wants us to have fun. Satan is the cosmic killjoy, not God. Satan is the one who wants to flatten us, who wants to eradicate distinctions, who wants to make us all equal, who wants to, uh, in a way, democratize and thus get rid of all hierarchy, all authority, all respect and, sub- and submission. And, and just think about that. So these are some thoughts about the principle of moderation. So is there a balance, a golden mean between observance and non-observance? Probably not. But I do think there are balanced ways of thinking about it, just as there are imbalanced thinkings, thinking. Now let's, uh, let's move towards the conclusion. It's clear by now that I think you need to make your own decision. Certainly no one is compelled to take part in Halloween activities. Now, outside the United States, this is rarely observed. Very rarely observed. But there may be parties. I remember when I worked in England, uh, there would be um, a staff party. It's like a staff Christmas party. And it's not really something you want to be going to, or at least not spending long at, because it gets out of hand. But maybe at the beginning. And so maybe you'll celebrate Halloween a little bit, but not much. If you come from an occult background, you probably want to have nothing to do with this. But if for other reasons you don't partake, perhaps because of the pagan origins, you can, don't have to uh, be ugly about it. Turn off the lights so you're not attracting the trick-or-treaters. Maybe just leave home, have a night out with the family. But if you do take part, greet your neighbors and interact. And again, don't be, you know, don't be this dour Christian who's, who's doing something reluctantly. My advice is that each follow his own conscience uh, and form convictions based on scripture. There aren't really so many scriptures as we might think, but there are principles that can guide us. I've offered my opinions in this lesson. They are opinions, just as I did in my podcast on Harry Potter, which uh, a lot of people didn't like very much. I may be wrong. I admit that. But as I think, uh, as I look at the experience of my life, as I read the scripture, as I hear out other people and their views, and I've discussed this with a lot of people, I admit I may be wrong, but I think, at least for now, that this is a reasonable position. In fact, the primary lesson of this issue, this Halloween lesson, is probably not to determine whether it should be rejected or accepted, but more how we treat our brothers and sisters in the faith when we have a difference of opinion. Does this become such a big deal that it determines whether we accept or reject our fellow believers for whom Christ died? 
I don't think we should judge other Christians for observing or for not observing Halloween. Conservative believers have a tendency to look down their noses at those more liberal in their views as careless, as unfaithful to God. While liberals often despise conservatives as benighted fundamentalists, this is not constructive. We cannot accurately judge the motivations of others, and the scriptures discourage us from trying. 1 Corinthians 4, Romans 14, and James 4, which I will close with. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? And so, whatever we decide about Halloween, let's make sure that we have love in our hearts towards all, and especially towards fellow believers who may be on the other side of the issue.